welcome to the Move Your Life podcast. This is the show where we talk to successful and interesting people around Mount Pleasant on how to move your life in the direction you want it to go. So, our guest this week is a member of Trapdoor Improv. He is a local stand-up comedian that has performed in Laugh Fest, and recently, this weekend, he just about uh, uh, debuted a dual improv show called Two Dicks Guying Around. Uh, please welcome to the podcast, Forrest LaFave. How you doing? Hey, Ryan. Ryan. You also have something here. Uh, don't you also do something with uh, Phi Delta Tau? You're like on their uh, leadership. Phi, Phi Kappa Delta. No, I was you off. Off. You made me see the wrong fraternity <laughs> that I'm in. Phi Kappa Tau. Wow, that's embarrassing. I'm glad yeah. I had that influence <clears> on you. No, I'm a. I get like I've had a bunch of stuff. I'm brotherhood chairman and uh, chaplain, and now I'm house manager, which is basically like being a like a groundskeeper of a bunch of kids. Is it nice? <laughs> like of the, of the college students <laughs> or like children? Well, it's my brothers, but like I'm in charge of like keeping up finances of the house. No, not keep, but like keeping the house clean, making cleaning lists, and making sure like toilet papers of the house, like all this necessary stuff. But at the same time, stuff gets broken randomly by ghosts, apparently, and you gotta fix it. And it's just, it's it's uh, it's like, like being a kindergarten teacher. I was going to have this just as a quick thing, but I have so many questions. <laughs> no, uh, we'll, we'll say that we can say that for later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but okay, so what I want to talk to you about is uh, okay, so you you just had this improv show uh, this week. Which first of all, just yeah. what is uh, two dicks going around, or what was that in your own? Kind of words. Well, for one, I'm happy they can say the name on the podcast. It's cool. Um, <laughs> well, it, well, I don't. I a, didn't really ask, and just <laughs> we're just going to kind of put it out there. It's a. It's a. It was a two. Uh, two person improvisation show um, based on a based on a Chicago style of improv called slow comedy, which is like connecting with your partner and using eye contact and patience and letting everything develop uh, naturally and come out of the the relationship of the characters rather than forcing it like a lot of short form games in or even uh some like uh most of the improvisation that we've seen at CMU has been a lot of like like quick stuff like oh we gotta do this and go on this expense well and rather than be grounded and you have a lot of, you can have real situations that are that are and have humor arise from those real situations rather than stretching it and it, it really wants show it can really show how like you can basically create almost a play uh on the spot and like make this whole world you know it's it's liberating to just go on stage and have no idea what you're going to do and just going off and any, anything goes and uh being being so connected with your partner is like so that there it's a, such a trust thing that it's it's like it's so magical it's like a just a very nice thing what so <laughs> you came up with the creative process like how did that come about um, the idea i've been uh, I've been studying improvisation in Chicago now for three summers. I went to Second City for a week, first time. Went to Improv Olympic, well, I.O., formerly Improv Olympic, um, for about uh, another week, second year. Then last past the summer, I went for three weeks at Second City, and I learned a ton. But they both showed me, like, the way a lot of improvisation I've been taught uh, otherwise has been basically based on making people laugh. And when you go there, that's like what they break you down is you're not trying to make people laugh. They just teach you how to have like conversations and and like basically they, they use like little ki- kids as an example. Ki- uh, little kids are the best improvisers in the world because 
I mean, if you can remember when you were a kid, you just ma- you just play, you know, make oh, yeah. believe. No like worries. that's what you're yeah, doing. The creativity. On, you're doing that on stage. You're literally doing what you did as a kid, and so that's why it's. I think it's so attractive and so much fun because you're being a kid again. And then when you're watching it, you're watching people like we kind of like lose this habit of it for some reason. Like we have the inability to like make things up. And when we were a kid, you're not trying to make. You're not trying to make people laugh. If you ever watch kids play make believe, it, it's hilarious. Sometimes, like they just things they make up, and sometimes they like try to be the, the oh the mother serving the kids, and then it's like they play in these little roles, and they're just they're not they're just having a blast, and that's what basically uh, started like this whole transition of like what is improvisation and how does it how do we make it organic? Um, so I took this I had this idea because I really wanted to perform improvisation the way that I really wanted to do and like when I'm in I've been in multiple I was in after hours and I'm in trapdoor now and you have to do what the the group wants and the group you know people are used to short form so much here because that's all they've been experienced to so we gotta do short form we start to do long form but it's hard to teach it's hard to teach how to do long form when they haven't had the same training as like for example like I have and I I try to bring much and we have people come here and teach us but I really want to perform something that I've seen and uh, I modeled it off of model two dicks kind of around off of uh, two really good two person troops or groups or pairings I guess in Chicago TJ and Dave which are like the they're like the best improvisers in the world oh yeah and Blessing which is um uh, I think her name is Sarah Messing uh, Susan Messing sorry Susan Messing and uh, Blaine Swain Blaine Swan I'm gonna butcher his name. I, I could anyway. Not they're you. they're yeah, they're two no person. Idea. They're a two person uh, group called Blessing because it's their two la- like uh, names combined, and I base it off of them <clears throat> a bit uh, and how they just go off of each other and they break they break a lot of the rules that we were taught here to like improvise. Like you know, technically you can say no as long as you're uh, uh, accepting the idea that's brought on. And if your if your character would say no to that, then why would you say yes? That's going ag- that's going Which against. I think I should just like like I know improv speak because I'm I mean, yeah. no, but I should <clears throat> explain the whole like yes and idea about one of the basics of improv is you just say whenever somebody says something, it's yes and yes you're agreeing and you're bringing something new to the yeah. scene. So <clears throat> then if you apply that back to like yeah, changing so, that rule, if you can't say no. So yeah, you can like uh, I did this exercise at Trapdoor the other day. Um, um, we did a want game. So, like, a, a, one character um, just stands there, and the other character goes up to that person and says, I want uh, I want your boots. And the other character's goal, job is to make that character not get what they want. And so it'll be like, I want your boots. Well, you can't have my boots because it's cold outside, snowy, I need my boots. It's like, well... <clears throat> Yeah, it's cold and snow. You need your boots, but I know you got other boots, so I'd, I'm the one who doesn't have any boots. And it's like, well, you know, these are my favorite boots. These are my Calvin Klein boots. And it's like, you just build it. And even though you're denying, give, you're technically saying no. You're yes. You're th- you're I, I you're theoretically saying yes, and because you're yes, I acknowledge that you want this, but I'm just gonna keep building because that's how it builds. So it's like it's basically yes, and but you're s- saying no. Which it, no, it's like really interesting <coughs> that way because it's sometimes I've seen in improv where it becomes very these almost very fake scenes uh, of when you're trying to have these exaggerated characters uh, when really when you introduce something like that it becomes much more real yeah and <coughs> better yeah like that's a lot of things too is like people would watch improv, improv scenes and you like 
hey, it's funny, it's funny, it's funny, it's funny, it's over. <clears throat> and But I guess, you know, it's, it's very artificial. But then after going to Chicago and seeing all these shows, like especially TJ and Dave, if anybody ever gets a chance to go to Chicago, get the reserve tickets ahead of time, like three weeks because they fill out. They go on stage, and I, I did this too. I, I didn't have any suggestion, which is like even more gutsy because you're just going, we just go purely off of the like what the other character gives you. So you don't do any, they don't do any suggestion. And they are so focused on each other, they don't pay any attention to the audience. They're like just, I came, it's so hard to describe improvisation from like an audience perspective all the time, but like. They're just so real. Like one time, this guy uh, TJ just did like this little, like put his arms together and cross his arms and like did this little shoulder rub. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. And it was hilarious because he he also adapted a quirk that we see people do, and just that in general was <laughs> hilarious. Like just to see someone take on. And it's just I don't know. It's 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 also cool because like. <clears throat> In a play, like I, I was comparing it to play, people were asking me. Oh, it seemed very play. I yeah. saw it this weekend. It seemed very play-like, and I, I thought this. It seemed that it was well written, even though it was not written. <clears throat> and that's cool. And that's cool too, because like, when, like you see, and I, you know, I, I have appreciation for theater, and you're watching theater, and your live audience is like the main one of the main aspects of theater. Um, and you're you're there, and <clears throat> you're watching a play. Um, <clears throat> but you know, once in a while, maybe you lose, it, you kind of lose interest or whatever, because you like, okay, it's a down moment. It's it's you just you knowing that you know, anything, everything that happened is predicted. You know, it's, it's like watching a movie. You know something's gonna happen. Oh yeah. But when you watch improvisation, like in the style that I try to do or at my show, for an hour, you're watching these people perform like a story. And you have no idea what's going on as the audience. You have no idea what's going to happen next. But watching two performers who have no idea what's going to happen next is like it keeps you engaged as uh, to me more than like like when I see a show. They don't have to be funny. I'm just like, what? Like, what are they going to do next? Like, are, are they going to like are they going to bring someone else in? Oh my god, they brought someone. Now they're different care. Like, what the? Like, oh, okay, they. Oh, now he's their sister. Like, it's just. It's, well, it's like watching them mold everything together is like it's fascinating and engaging. I think improv is beautiful in this way that it there is a lot of fear involved in that and that you're on this tension that you have to adapt to live circumstances. You don't have that script. That could be a comfort zone. And I think it's people who have done improv or I know doing improv uh, myself, it's helped in that way of almost being able to just adjust to circumstances. You know what I mean? Yeah. Being able to... Um, <coughs> To, they have this thing in improv where you kind of jump over um, the fear of, oh, should I say the perfect line? Yeah, and, <clears> and that's hard, too. I, been, I remember specifically on the Saturday show um, uh, a lot going, you know, should I should I say this or should I let Zach say it? Like, uh, the second show, like, I was it started off. I barely remember a lot from these shows anyway because I'm... When you're in the moment... Oh, mo it goes by, when yeah. You're in a, also, when you're in the moment a lot of times, like improvisation, if you're really in the moment... The next five seconds, you you click, you remember like the names, places, da da da. But then when the show is over, you don't remember the specific moments as, as, per se. Um, and I remember, you know, starting the scene, I was I open up this, I open up. He gave me a gift, and it happened to be a Yu-Gi-Oh tin of cards. And I opened it up, or like he gave me a gift, and I opened it, and I was like, should I wait for him to say what this is, or should I say what it is? And then you you guess well maybe he has a plan but it doesn't matter if you have a plan because it's, it's it's a lot of people going to improvisation like oh 
you know, oh, you know, Jimmy came in the scene kind of early. I kind of had this whole scene planned out. It was like, well, then it's not improvising. It's it's it's, well, it's, it's, it's pre yeah. writing basically. And so I'm just like, you know what? Screw it. Okay, it's a Yu-Gi-Oh thing to the cards. He's like, oh, check the in- inside the tin. There's something else. I'm like, no. And I was like, no, no way. Blah blah. blah. Scene goes on. Open it up, and then I just reacted to it. And then and then he said what it was. So like. You just got to play off, like, oh, should I say what it is? Like, especially, right, should yeah, I like, say what it is or should I let him? Maybe he has an idea. Well, none of us have ideas. So it's like even those, even I, you know, still do that, don't know really what to say. Or. It, well, it's that learning that idea of that it's it's not about me. It's not my scene. It's our scene. It's teamwork. <coughs> yeah. It's working together. <clears throat> and I know, and I know, I know, I shouldn't, I mean, you really should never, like, second guess yourself because whatever I gave, whatever I give, I know that, you know, I knew that Zach was going to take it where, you know, take it away and, and nail it. And then he knew whatever he gave me. But yet we still, we still second guess our good ideas. Same reason, like, we always do. Like, when you write a rewrite a paper, you know, people are going to think, understand it. You take a picture, people are going to understand it. You do any kind of art, basically. It's the same with any art. You draw, you paint. Are people going to understand what I mean? You write, make a movie. Are people going to get the concept? People still don't know, like, write a song. There's so many, like... Go on, like, so how do you stuff. like? So how do you like keep on going? Like I don't have any, I I don't have any like theatrical, I guess experience. I've never done anything as far as improv, but I've done like musical performance. Yeah. The thing about that is, you know, you practice <clears throat> and you have music that you are you know you're playing. You go into it, you know what you're getting yourself into, and you mm-hmm. know exactly what you're doing. But what you're doing is completely different. So clearly, you have to be really creative. But what are some ways you I guess can brainstorm or really think about what you're gonna do next? while you're trying to process what people are doing how do you improv and think about something so critically while in the moment so quickly i'm glad yeah that that question i remember i uh i fell into a hole my second uh second year went to chicago uh when i when i came back from chicago the first time i i left i i was in after hours and then i auditioned and and i joined trapdoor and i fell in this hole of between yeah, like I said, between performing and having an open mind, but yet thinking so the scene can progress. There's a there's a little barrier, like you were saying, like how do you know? <clears throat> and I fell in this hole, especially. And then when I went to uh, when I went to uh, Improv Olympic at this time, I uh, was fortunate enough to go see this. Uh, it's called uh, uh, doesn't matter. It was a lot. It was a bunch of people, and I and TJ from TJ and Dave was there. And you could ask him questions after the show, and I and I, <clears throat> I, I, I called him and I asked him, I was like, "How do you find that balance?" And I'm taking classes, and uh, I I never really know between the liberating feeling of not thinking, going in open-minded, and just saying whatever to thinking and making sure that what you say is appropriate and all that stuff. And unfortunately, he goes looked at me, <clears throat> and he goes, <clears throat> "Well, you know what." how about we go have a beer because I could talk about that for uh, hours. And I was like, well, I'll come back next year. I'm 21. He's like, all right, I'll hold you to it. And I almost got a meeting with him last year, and I oh went, my but I didn't get to because I was leaving and he was traveling and stuff. So hopefully this year I'll, I'll be able awesome. cause I'm keeping contact. But, and I, 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 I figured it out because this, I figured out this past month. Cause like I said, especially this on Saturday, I was, mu- we are much more connected eye contact and that's what you use to. Th- it's when you're so engaged in the kid, in the other, the partner, and what they're giving off. You almost don't have to think. Whatever comes to your head first, that is in response to what they give, is what you should do. Okay. Rather than if you know he, he says something and I'm like, oh, would this sound good? 
or should this progress? Then I'm not focused on what he just said. I'm thinking about something else of my, what I think should happen rather than responding. It's all it's all give and take. So he so if Ryan Iron is seeing Ryan says something to me, um, you know, it, 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 I'm reacting to him. So that w is the only option is for whatever is the gut response depending on you know my position, my body position, my. Um, my voice can sometimes, and, and that's how you, you learn how to like, you know, different, depending on the status of me to him, using different acting techniques to figure out, and that makes character, depending on your character, it, the response that I get, you know, if I'm a negative character, maybe I'll say, uh, no, I think we should do this because your your answer is always wrong. Or if I'm like a, I'm a, a low status character, I might say, oh, yes, sire, or yes, whatever you say, you know, we'll go. So it all depends on that. So it's it's actually... You're, if yeah, so to back, if you're so connected with your partner, your response is the only response that is uh, the option. You don't have to think. If you start thinking, then you get all. It, uh, is, mm. and then it's, the good thing to it comes off like weird. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. if rather than just saying, and in I was realizing, look, because I've been thinking about the show what uh, all like the last two days, because because it's still in my head because it, it was awesome. That was big. Yeah. Um, there was a point, and I think on sun Saturday we're like. Where uh, Zach was like this uh, intoxicated character, and I'm looking at him, and I and I and I didn't necessarily know where the scene was going, but I, I just looked at him. I was like, I, I don't know, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with you because you, this is a this is a problem that we have. You 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 constantly drink, blah blah blah. And then I remembered back in Second City when they said like, if you don't know what to say, if you don't know what to do to progress a scene, just say that. Say I have no idea what to do right now. You're not. I don't know. You're. I don't know what to do. What should I do? Saying that is better than saying nothing, and I That's realized honest, I realized right. that I did that, but I, that wasn't doing it because I was told to do that. If I don't know what to say, I just responded as a character, and that's what I felt as the character at that moment from what he was giving to me. I didn't know what to do because here I am. I was brooding his character. He's my friend being intoxicated, and you know I I'm sitting here. Um, should I help him? Should I not help him? He just came up with this great. He came up with like this weird ideology at the time he said there's something just a brilliant thing that made him seem smart and i didn't want to give him credit because he was intoxicated so i was like i don't i don't know if i should really help you or let you do this because it seems to be working so it, it it was it was just a it was a thing that i've been thinking about like all that aspect <clears throat> okay so i mean clearly you're going to all these different places you've been doing this for a long time and you're clearly very good and we're almost out of time so i should probably start wrapping it up but one thing i wanted to ask you was i guess in life, you have to Im improvise a lot. You really have to, when you're going out and networking and you're meeting new people, whether you're you know, doing it for a business or for a job or whatever, you have to meet new people. And I know you're not just gonna go to a convention or you're not just gonna go to a new business meeting or a networking party knowing what you're gonna ask, knowing who you're gonna talk to or what you're gonna say. Now, do you think, I guess, the skill set that you have created like, with yourself through all this, do you think that would be able to help you or maybe even help other people yeah, <clears throat> to learn in the real world. Yeah, uh, you know what? Uh, when I went to an improv Olympic second year, Sorry. half the people I was in class with weren't performers. Uh, we had about half of us were like people who maybe had a troop in college. First of all, the age group of us, like our youngest person was a year younger than me at the time. I was twenty, so the youngest was nineteen. The oldest was like in her late, like mid, maybe about forty-five, and they're all mixed in between. Half of them, one girl was actually sent there from her corporate business because it, they they found out that improvisation benefits the workplace. Because improvisation, improvisation in a, in a group setting is all about group mind, getting us being on the same page, working together. Oh, you have an idea? 
Yeah, that idea was great. You know, it would be better if we took your idea and added this to it. Oh, yeah, you know, it would be great if we took your two ideas and put this idea on top of that idea. Oh, my God, look, we just created this big idea. Oh, what now? How do we, how do we you know, advertise the idea? Oh, we should, we should do this and that. Yeah, we should do that and that. Well, we should take, take some of that. And, so, like, it's all, that's what improv is. It's yes and and mixing and making and making this huge, nice, compact I mean, thing. Well, I mean, what about even to the note of, I'd say, anxiety, people who have not really done anything, maybe are, we live in a society where <coughs> yeah. you can be stuck in your apartment very easily, yeah. and to just get out there, get on stage, do something, be in front of people, start developing a skill, you can get confidence, you can meet people. Yeah, <coughs> and also to go back to what you were saying about a business, like, I, I am such a better, because um, I'm, hu- I'm actually a huge introverted person. Really? Yeah, and so improvisation alone has taught me, um, just when you're having, um, you know, especially for one, like, like if you want, if you want to, like, uh, like you start a conversation with someone, you take whatever they say and you go, you think about what they're saying. You never think about what you're going to say next until they're done talking. And that's something that we as people do a lot. Oh, yeah. And that's how we ignore, we, we forget what you said. So in improvisation, you learn you can't do that. You have to live, wait till they're done, process respond so that's how and it makes your conversating uh conversing way better and my conversation i remember people's names better um uh, sometimes actually i'm actually so focused on what they're saying i forget their name specifically because it's always like oh hi i'm jim it's like oh hey jim and i'm listening but i always forget the gym but like you i know people's backstories more and stuff like that because of it so yeah it, it definitely has helped um like life in general plus like right now you know this whole meeting has technically been improvised like Absolutely, you know you yeah. guys have the questions written down but uh, it seems like you some know. of your questions have been actually sh- like brought up because of like what i'm talking i didn't know i was gonna say this. we got to maybe one of these so, yeah exactly so <laughs> it's, 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 it's much more organic to do yeah. like that like you said in the beginning i mean it's almost in the same way i guess you know i i'm new i'm new to this whole being trying to be talent and stuff like that so i ask people who are older than me and these people i look up to because they're so outgoing at every th- situation, they're trying to talk to everybody, trying to go to different people, and, you know, like you said a few minutes ago, actually responding to what you're saying. You know, these people would come up to me and ask me questions, and then they'd have a follow-up question off of what I said, which makes me feel like they actually care what I was talking yeah. about. <clears throat> so then they told me to do something, you know, basically told me to do something similar. So I, re- I really learned that, I guess, simply engaging into what people are saying, not just, you know, meeting people just to meet them for maybe, you know, to call them some other time, but simply engaging in what they're saying, actually asking questions that actually are off of what they previously said definitely makes better conversations. It makes it a lot more organic, and I feel like that's kind of a part of the reason why this isn't all scripted, why we ask organic questions. It just makes more sense, and it makes it flow much better. If you ever want to know, like, for example, um, I had a couple people, like, ask me a question after the show. You can tell when people aren't doing that. For example, if I would have answered a question and then Ryan would have just looked down, went, oh, yeah, so um, uh, how long have you been doing this? And it's like, okay, you're not asking the next question based off what I just said. You're just going down and just asking the next question. Like, so obviously this isn't a conversation. This is... Um, an interview. And, yeah, and more of an interview style, which you know, so it, very, you can you can tell like you know, people like you more. can always tell like maybe you don't know when you're saying something interesting, but you're like, um, you know, like oh I've been doing this for four years and I have uh, blah, blah blah I've done all this and it's like yeah, so uh, 
Where are you from? And then it's like, yeah. And it's just like, wow, okay, you didn't want to, you don't want to know, like, oh, what makes you want to do this, right? Like, no, it's like, okay, fine. Then, yeah, I'm, I'm from Elmont. Yay. And it's like, okay, uh, can you write your name here? It's like, well, thank you for the interview, I guess. Like, the worst one I've had is when they actually ask you a question, you just answered. Then it's, it's like, really? Yeah. Really? So it's like, oh, cool. Thanks for just recording me and not really listening to what I'm trying to say. <laughs> all right. Uh, <coughs> One thing I do want to do to wrap this up, which we do with all our guests, is uh, for the listeners out there, it is supposed to be kind of connecting loosely to improving your life. <laughs> this is You're actually very interesting, so I didn't get to a lot of that just because... <coughs> well, you did. Doing, you, we yeah. got the help. The base of yeah. our improvisation is generally like, you know, I would say like business uh, business people actually have sent send employees oh, to, yeah. to Chicago to learn how to improvise because of the group mind. The bad part is that then they expect that person to go back to their workplace and teach everyone all this stuff. It could be a hospital. It does not. not it doesn't work. What's better is you can actually, um, for a business owner to, you can actually hire IO or Second City, and they'll come to your work and teach everybody there to do it. Because even me, I have a hard time coming back here from Chicago and teaching because you know I'm I'm not a teacher. I've only experienced it once. Where teachers are like yeah. trained, you know, they they know what the they have the curriculum. I'm just like. I, we did this exercise, and I remember it kind of like this, and it's okay. So it's like, but yeah, there's definitely, definitely can you know, improvisation to me is like, like I, I even wrote my little, my little program. It's an ideology basically because it's because of the how organic it is. Well, yeah, plus <coughs> the ideology of yes and teamwork. Yeah, all that those rules. People make fun don't of people kill someone. Yeah, people make fun of it. All. Well, even that, rule. even that. If you like, you can, you can. They told me in that, the improv <laughs> show we should specify in that. Improv Olympic. They told me, you know what? If if you're if you have a gun pointed to someone, an, impr- you know, an improvised mind gun, gum, and you're just you're just talking about how you're gonna, they they, they it's a it's a whole their own rule called kill the grandmother, kill the grandmother, kill the person, and then from there go on. In an improv scene. In an improv scene, kill the person because that's what the scene needs. The scene does not continue until you kill the person. <laughs> If you have a gun, you know, you're like, good. You, you have, the only gun. thing to happen is to kill the person. Maybe the person Their comes character. back as a ghost. Maybe the person doesn't die. I just remember the emails <laughs> we got two weeks ago. I want anybody freaking out with saying like, oh, they were right. They were talking about this. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It's the improv improv. improv character. Character is all fictional. <laughs> but like, and then who knows? Maybe the person comes up to be a zombie. Maybe the person um, has a bionic arm that gets ricochets off. Maybe the person turns into a ghost and haunts the person and for, then the the, for, for the, the whole rest of the whole rest of the, the show. The person that they killed is now a goat. The character, the improvisational character <laughs> that they killed is a ghost and haunts and that other scene. person in the rest of the scenes, yeah. which would be hilarious. They have would a, be. Like, oh, you thought you could get rid of me? Oh, guess who's back? Guess who's back? And it would just it would see, like, even that. All right. Okay, so to <laughs> wrap it up, though, because we already got time, uh... Okay, I'd like to have the guests issue the listeners and us a challenge of some kind. Just something simple to do, something that you want people to do to either try to improve their life, or it could be related to improv. It should be probably related to improv. Um, whenever you're in a conversation with anybody, you are only to look that person in the eyes. And <clears throat> what helps do, if you look at the person in the eyes, and every time they say, like, kind of finish the sentence, if you just, like, slightly nod, it, it makes what they're saying in their head seem like you actually want to hear, and it makes you unintentionally be more engaged. If you're looking in the eyes and nodding, even like, oh, yeah, 
like I even you could I used, I've been doing this the whole time because like because it's the way I I am now. But like right. you automatically listen and then not to think about saying anything until they are done talking. That's what I would just. Say. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, a pretty sweet. Challenge. Yeah. Okay, so this week's challenge is to. Uh, having conversations pay attention people uh everyone uh thank you for us for joining us for coming out here uh for doing what you do in improv thank you everyone for listening uh now go out and move your life